Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. I'm Joel. Here with Joel, who's doesn't sound confident that he's Joel. A couple weeks off, I wasn't sure. You weren't sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm something. You, I'm something else. <laughs> you are something. Uh, so this week, we got a uh, review of a really good uh, film that came out during COVID. 1BR. 1BR. Came out during the uh, COVID lockdowns, actually, when uh-huh. uh, theaters and everything were shut shut down. So uh, I, think it's, I think the BR means brown. Does not. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you thought you think the one br means brown? Yeah, so is that like brown. is that like an element on the uh, on that chart thing? Baronium. <laughs> yeah, it's one baronium. Okay, idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> why would it be brown? It's clearly I don't know one baronium. That girl had like someone in there had brown hair. I think. Yeah, you know what? Now it makes sense that they would make the movie <laughs> named after. Well, what's the BR stand for? Baronium. Oh, Baronium. It does? Barnyard. Barnyard. That does it. Bedroom. Ah, oh, that makes sense. One bedroom. Because it's in the apartment building. There you go. And that's her apartment was a one bedroom apartment. It's all making sense now, isn't it, buddy? That's been a good review. You're putting this thing together. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> we were just review the title. Uh, so, shout out real quick to uh, Travis Graham. If you are watching this episode on YouTube, uh, he is responsible for all of the uh, the the intro artwork, the little Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh-huh. artwork that you're seeing. Uh, and if you're just listening to it, then you're not seeing any of that. And but he's still a cool guy. What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the movie... One BR came out in 2000. Are you supposed to say one bedroom when you say it or one BR? That's probably a personal choice. Yeah. Like, what do you feel? I feel like if I would say it, I'd be like, oh, I just watched one bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> Watch one burr. <laughs> one burr. <laughs> uh, yeah, one BR, I think is probably the best right. way to say it. I mean, you sound really hip when you say it like that. No, that's what I'm going. That's what I go for every day of my life. How can I sound the most? Hip? Well, first off, you need to pop that collar. Cash is wearing. Uh, he can barely get his arms up there. There it is. Now yeah. say it again. What's the name of the movie? Uh, one br. Oh wow! I feel like Count Dracula. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put these back down. He really did pop his collar. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a method podcaster. Really, really did feel like Count Dracula right there with the yeah. big. Uh, Cape One, two, sides. three, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm trying to figure out what those are for now. Yeah. I saw no uh, <laughs> advantage, tactical advantage of having that happen. I mean, I, I was going to say maybe it protects their neck, but they don't need their neck Well, why protected. would they need their yeah. neck protected? Maybe they're projecting. They're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to let us know how to... How yeah. to Survive against them. It's just not smart. It's not really. They, they should have like a tank top on. We've been very dumb though. We haven't caught on at all. <laughs> Man. So I guess now I owe an apology to all those douchebags that I call douchebags for wearing <laughs> their collars popped up. They were protecting their necks from uh, from vampires. Yeah, I'm sorry, douchebags. <laughs> sorry, douchebags. That's, that's totally. That's why me. some of them would wear two of them. 
I never saw that. Oh, you never saw the two polo shirts? I think I would have committed a crime. <laughs> <laughs> they were protecting their neck. Protect well, your neck. Looking back now, I would <laughs> yeah. have read the crime. Oh, yeah, at the time, at definitely. The time. It's crime worthy. <laughs> yeah, two? Why? I've, I don't know. I've never worn two, but I've seen it. <laughs> I don't know. Are you sure this isn't a dream you had? It could have been. I usually dream about dudes in polo shirts. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense here. No one's naked in my dreams. They have extra clothes on. That's right. Including yourself. Yes. Layers. So, speaking of layers, uh, yeah, we watched one BR. Separately. Separately. I thought about you the whole time I watched it. I was like, I wonder if Cash liked this part of the movie. Yeah. And I talked to you like you were there. Well, I, I held the uh, doll of you that I <laughs> Okay, good. The whole time, I cuddled with it. Oh, yeah, we were so, so connected. Yeah. We're, I think we're so, always connected. I don't want you to see it. The doll. <laughs> oh, the doll. I was like, I already seen the movie. Uh, so this came out in 2019. Like I said, during the uh, the COVID lockdowns, 2019-2020. Uh, Originally, I saw this on Netflix uh-huh. um, when it first came out. And what's weird is, so, yeah, I've seen this twice now. So I watched it when it first came out. Uh, and watching it again, I watched it again last night to get ready for this. Watching it again, it was, uh, switched backwards for me. Like, oh, so I'll explain what I mean. Like, I remembered it in my head when I was, like, um, telling you, we, you know, we were going to the review yeah. of it. I remembered it in my head as the, well, it's a spoiler alert, like, all this is. Yeah, right now, right up front, <laughs> uh, we're going to spoil the whole movie. So, honestly, what you should do is probably stop listening to us right now. Go watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix, Amazon, and AMC Plus, and Shudder. Uh, so, go watch it. It is a good movie. I it's think at the end we've really got pretty good reviews. So. And then come back and yeah. listen to this. Yeah. So, here's your chance. Spoilers coming. So, anyways. First time I watched it, I remember... There being like a long, drawn out, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah, I yeah, just mean yeah. um, there there was a lot of her in the apartment complex uh-huh. with like everything seeming fine. Yeah, um, for a long time. Nope. Within 15 and then the minutes. torture. <laughs> Within fifteen minutes, yeah. shit went sideways. So I remember it as that, like a long yeah. build up, torture, finish, we're out. Uh huh. And it really wasn't. It was like the sounds re- a lot like my dates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, I don't go on dates. Okay. So it was originally, it's, yeah, but that's not how it was. No. So, uh, it gets right the fuck yeah. into it, really. It's, it's, I, that's what I liked about it too. It's cause I was, uh, I kept checking the time. So I was like, wow, we're not even 10 minutes in. Like, I just kind of knew that we'd already met all the characters. Yeah. Like we understood who the characters were, kind of what they were mostly about, at least the lead character, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, and then within 15 minutes, like shit was going sideways and. Like, it was, I really enjoyed the pace of it. So you're saying this movie had a beginning. Yes. Okay. It shot out just all over my face. Wow. The beginning. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if, uh, the whole opening of it, where she's first, um, you know, going to check out the apartment, uh-huh. like the open house part of it, I it's very, is it like soap opera-ish to you? Kind of Melrose Place. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that, that weird, like, I felt like there was a lot of tonal shifts. Like, instantly, like, oh, there's a cute guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh! like it's, It just felt very, yeah. He's, like, right there when she comes in at the door. and Right. Uh, so, yeah, so Sarah, uh, she, we don't know a lot about Sarah. Um, we just know that she's just recently moved to L.A. 
She, she, her dad doesn't want her to be there. Her dad doesn't want her to be here. She has a very fractured relationship with her father. Uh-huh. Uh, her mother has passed. Yep. Um, she wants to be a costume designer. So that's a little bit of a difference than usual. Like, young girl moves out to L.A. to become an actress. Yeah. Like they have that character in there, too. It's her friend from work. Yeah, that yeah. character's there. Yeah. And like I said, all that stuff's, like, within the first ten minutes, and none of it really felt... Like, some of that stuff, I don't know, feel it could be feel forced in a movie. You know, like, they're just trying... They, they just yeah. try too hard to get, like, some characters established, but... Right. I don't know. I, I just... I really liked how this movie, like, started, and... I'm out, yeah. Everybody in the movie, to me, felt very natural. Yeah. Like, just like a real person. Yeah. Especially the main girl. Sarah, the the actress that plays Sarah is uh, Nicole Bryden Bloom. Uh, to me, like, I've read different reviews where they say, like, her performance is very wooden and all this, but she just seemed like a very real person to yeah. me. Like, I, I seemed, didn't think it was wooden. To me, it was like, this is a real person in this set, in this yeah. situation. Is the way it came across. Like I didn't feel like I was watching. Like she almost doesn't have time to like react to some of this stuff. It's right. just it happens so quickly and really crazy. So yeah, she gets there. She uh, tours the. Uh, it's like it's just this big like complex. Um, you see it a lot in a lot of movies that take place out in because I think LA's the main place. These places are really located. Yeah, but it's the like courtyard in the middle. The big courtyard. Yeah. Everybody kind of like comes. You know. Like one entrance, you come in the main door. Yeah. The, yeah. So she ends up getting um, uh, accepted to live there. Her uh, she like there's an open house. You know she gets accepted to live there, so she moves into on the second floor in a one bedroom apartment. That's the name of the movie. And uh, everything seems uh, pretty rad, right? <laughs> For like a day, yeah. Yeah. Like, too. Everybody seems really nice. They have a party that night. You there's know, a party. There's one creepy guy. Yeah, Lester. Lester. Uh, he's got like a uh, a tinted out an one, eye patch. Right? No, one of his, his glasses. Yeah, one of his lenses is blacked out, so he can't see his eye. And you kind of think right off the bat, oh, that's the like that's the creepy guy. Yeah. Like, that's what this movie's going to be. Is she runs? He runs up to her, tries to make her take a book. Yeah. A, yeah. com- a book about community, and she's like, nope, don't want a book. She's kind of a bitch to him. I'm sorry, <laughs> but she could have been like, all right, just taking the book. So, at first, this movie makes you think it is, like, it. you already think you know what's going to happen. You think it's going to be, okay, young girl in a new apartment, or in a new setting, uh, she's going to get, like, stalked by a creepy guy. Yeah. And there's going to be, like, one, and nobody believes I her. I thought it was maybe, like, a haunting type thing, like, with the, she was hearing the plumbing like, at she night. hearing the noises yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, you think that it's going to be something, you know, whatever. Well, then, just, uh, or so she, you know, so she, you mentioned the girl she works with. She becomes friends with this girl she works with. Yeah. And, like, Sarah's whole thing is she's kind of, like, um, kind of meek, yeah. I guess. Like, uh, just kind of lost. She can't speak up to her boss like her friend does. And... Yeah, she doesn't speak up for herself. She really doesn't believe in herself all that much. Yeah. Uh, she just kind of exists, I guess. It would be the best way. Girl, same. <laughs> She lies about having a pet um, to yep, the no, no pets allowed to the landlord. She sneaks a cat in. Yeah, named Giles, which is the same. Uh, Giles is actually the first, the real first name of the uh, other lead actor, Brian. It's also the guy's uh, Buffy's handler on Buffy the Vampire Giles? Slayer, isn't it? Giles? I don't know. I'm never pretty sure. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert on the cat. Doesn't oh, yeah. go well. No. Uh, so well, I should have it. Don't, don't <laughs> lie about pets. So yeah, things. Seem- like I said, I didn't get 
kind of like with the whole like turn of the movie. That that was one thing where I was like, that's kind of weird with the cat. Yeah. Because uh, like they wrote a letter. It was like you inconsiderate bitch, and like left her apartment because like someone's letting her know that they know about the cat. Right. So and now she's looking at everybody like, who could it be? Yeah. Well, it's the sense. Yeah, create that sense of paranoia. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so everything seems to be going all right. You kind of get, like like I said, like you thought it was maybe like a haunting. Yeah. Um, I thought there was just going to be like. Or maybe they Scooby-Doo where it was a haunting that was actually just a person. A person. Fu- yeah, fucking Scooby-Doo um, stuff. <laughs> so she meets, uh, there's an older lady there who's like a classic actress named Miss Stanhope? Yes, Miss Stanhope. Edie is like the is such a sad character. Yeah. She's always dizzy. <laughs> like Well, she's always about dizzy. The fall. When she talks about herself, she talks about how like she didn't have like any actual talent. Like uh girl saying. She just <laughs> she comes across as a very sad person. Uh-huh. Um and the movie, once you kind of realize what's going on in this movie, uh it makes sense that she's there. Yeah. Uh, cuz that's kind of like what's happening with a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to make sure we're not missing anything before we get into... So the haunting, you talked about the kind of thing in the haunting. Uh, the, like one of the first nights she's there, there's all of a sudden this like loud-ass noise, almost yeah. like an like a alarm or horn, and then her pipes start... Yeah, basically they're just freaking keep, out. Yeah, she can't sleep. She can't sleep. She says she says that she can't sleep in the apartment, which well, doesn't have a bed. Right, she's, she's sleeping, sleeping like on an air mattress. Yeah. I think, right? <laughs> sleeping bag, I think, just on the floor. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was a really good touch, though, because when you're in like a new, especially a new city altogether, yeah, especially one as big as LA, and then you're in a brand new apartment, like that first when we first move into a place, like those first few nights are kind of creepy. Like, every yeah. noise you're not used to yet. Uh, you kind of, like, you, you know, you're just not... You are you haven't, like, settled in yet. She's on her own, not really a lot of friends in L.A. And it's uh, they, they definitely do a good job of, like, setting a tone of tension and just unease. Yeah, and using, like, realistic... But she, I, to me, she keeps realistic. running into Jerry. That's the... Our, no, not Jerry. Brian. Brian is the yeah. younger guy. That cute guy. That the cute guy. Like, she like you know wants to talk to him at the party that night and stuff. Right. So uh, yeah, eventually, like we said, um, she wakes up one night. Uh, there's a note about um, her cat. Yep. Uh, and then she finds the cat in the oven. Yeah. Uh, well, at first there was a note, and then. Uh, that's when she left that day, and she went, and Brian invited her to a dinner That's party right. at his apartment, but instead of doing that, she went out with her friend Lisa from work, Right. and then, like, Lisa, and, like, as soon as they got, they were going to Sarah's apartment, like, Brian just pops right out of his door, and was like, oh, I thought you were coming to dinner! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tried to invite her over for dessert, and then it was that night that she found her kitty cat in the oven. Yeah, which, you know, uh, I thought it was a nice little touch. How'd maybe, that cat do that? Maybe it was accidental. How did the cat turn the oven on, open the door, get inside the oven, and then shut the door? Cats are crazy. I've said you, it. Is that what you think happened? Oh, yeah. Is that not what happened? <laughs> I thought cats, man, my cat gets into all types of shit. Yeah, no, this wasn't a movie about an, uh, about an unlucky cat. <laughs> well, kind of. Uh <laughs> But no, they, they killed her. They killed her cat. They cooked it. And it was an orange cat that got cooked into lasagna. So I think there was a message there about Garfield somewhere. And then there was an intruder in her in her apartment as soon as she found the cat, who she thought was Lester. 
Yeah, and it's not. It's Brian. It's Brian, the cute guy. So that whole thing, too, that's when the movie shifts. So, yeah. And that's like 20 minutes into it or something. 20, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it gets right to and it. And you get hit by the cat thing, and you think, like, all right, fuck, that's crazy. And then yeah. like, you assume there's probably going to be some more yeah. things happen. Nope. Yep. Nope, there's Brian. <laughs> and then there comes uh, Jerry, the guy in charge of everything. Well, that first, him. though, Sarah fights her way away from Brian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And takes off running out into the compl- into the. Uh, the courtyard, the courtyard, the, yeah, and the runs hallway, into um, another uh, tenant, the doctor lady. Yeah, the doctor. She's lady. a doctor. Her husband's a lawyer. Uh, Esther, and uh, she thinks, "Oh, thank God, I've been saved." Yeah. Um, she's saying Brian's crazy. We got to get yeah. away from him. And, and then Esther just pulls her, <laughs> just fucking floors her. And that moment's when you're like, "What the fuck yeah. is happening?" Like, I remember watching it the first time and just like. The whole first 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, I'm expecting, like, just your average, typical yeah. story here. And I remember kind of just, like... Seems like what? a lot of movies you have to wait around. Well, I just remember kind of watching it but not being, like, super engaged. Yeah. And I remember when that happened, like, I remember kind of setting up and being like, oh, fuck, yeah. all right, so what's going just on? just looking around and no one else is reacting like how you would normally react yeah. seeing somebody attack somebody else. They're just staying, just staying there watching it. Yeah, so now we get Jerry coming in. Uh, she's taken to this room. Yep. Um, it's like an empty room. It has, uh, two red lights, like, on the wall. Well, I think that was her apartment after she woke up. I think that first, they were, she was just in a regular apartment. They drugged her. Because remember when she first looked at the apartment, it had those spots on the wall. Yeah. Where they keep nailing the hands to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And puttying it over. And that's why they were like that. So I think, like, as, when they first, because they drugged her. Whatever they were at. Right. Jerry was like, we're doing this. You know, to help you. Because she's like, somebody, why to help me? He's like, we are helping you. Then they put the needle on her neck yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. unconscious. And then she wakes up in, in a room like that where all the windows are boarded up. Right. Then it has the light and there's no air. There's, I don't know, maybe. That's what I took. That's how I took it. Like, so you think I guess was... they would have to change the door, too, though, and everything. So you think that was her apartment? I think, because when she first looked at the apartment, she saw those spots with, like, uh... She saw the panel where, like, normally that. the little, it was where it looked like it was, like, somebody just, you yeah. know, put plaster. Well, I don't know. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a uh, craftsman. Carpenter? <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say it. Yeah. But it showed, like, the, she, I right. remember when she looked at the apartment, she was looking at those spots where those eventually became the stress spots for her hand, where she had to put her hand over them. And yeah. And when she couldn't do that anymore, that's when they, you know, the. Torture began. Well, that probably we'll is then the same. They probably yeah, just that's how I took it. Yeah. Just reuse it then. I think as she was knocked out, then they changed it to how they want it. Yeah. And then you know, and then because she later on, whenever she was with Lester, she's like, "Well, what about my apartment?" And I'm like, "Well, that's not your apartment. That's how we get people." Right, right, that's right. How, but, but, That'll be for the new. Yeah, but that's I guess that's the we, we that's that's for the interpretation of the viewer. No, I think you're right though. I okay. Think yeah, I mean that makes sense. That never though. happened, so I'll take it. What do I do? Do I do I win something? I'm right. I'm yes. right. You just, you have the sense of, <laughs> of being right. I, I don't know. Like, for a second, you're better than everybody. I might pass out. I can't <laughs> okay, take well, this. It's too much. You gotta, you've been you gotta give me a second, man. Woo! Take a water. Man, yes, yeah, water. I was right. Splash the water on your face if you need to. <laughs> God damn, I was right, man. Oh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> All right, let's go on with the movie. Okay, so. Let's see what else I can be right about. So she wakes up, she's in this room. 
Um, well, so she's in her apartment. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's been emptied. You're right. And now, uh, but then I do got to wonder, though, if that's the case. <laughs> I really hope I'm just about to prove you wrong. But then it looks just like one big room, though, where her well, apartment had. Where'd the lights come from? Like the red lights that buzz on. Those weren't in there in her apartment. Well, I think right? I remember there was like a little square thing, too, she saw. Where it looked like it was like a panel that was covered okay. up. Okay. I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> so maybe you're still right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start pulling that back from you now. That's what you do. That's typical shit. You know, you build me up just to knock me down. And then I'll never leave you. And that's how that's how you keep me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically a cult leader. You're so fucking stupid, Joe. Which is what we're talking about in this movie. It's right. a cult. Uh, an Somebody interesting help cult. me. Please. So she wakes up and go ahead. Where where what's happening now? Uh, she wakes up and she's just uh, in a room by herself. And then Brian comes in and Jerry comes in, and they're like, uh, "Stand up!" And they tell her, "Don't try to run." And then Lester comes in because they're like, "Here's what happens when you try to run." He takes his glasses off and he's uh, missing an eye. And there's and something he's, like, else. missing an ear. I think. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. His ear was all they. they he shed his ear where it looked like they splashed acid in or something. something. And they're like, Lester tried to escape multiple times, and now he loves it here. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the guy never speaks, other than, I think, when he first tried to give her the book. He, mm-hmm. You never really hear him talk. Uh, and then she kind of knows, and they said, all right, well, you see where those spots are on the wall. Put your hands there. Back yourself up. That's a stress position. And whenever that light's on, you stay in that position. Yeah. When the light turns off, you can go down. And it does look like a very stressful position. Now, did you try it? I didn't. I thought about it, but I was like, man, that involves getting up and then, like, <laughs> Standing up, right, and like continually stand. Do you want me to try right now, and I can do the rest of the podcast like that? Yeah, let's in see. a stress position. <laughs> my microphone won't yeah, reach. I'll right. do it after. <laughs> but like, she she sells it really well. She's a good actress because like, you make it. She, it makes it feel like she is doing that forever, even though you know yeah. she's just cut up quick, and then lights go off, and she falls down. And her arms are like convulsing and shaking. Milkshake of some yeah. sort. Yeah, <laughs> they roll in a milkshake. And I like how even that, like, they had the cup chained down to the tray. Yeah. Like, not a, like she wasn't going to use any of that shit. Right, right. Yeah, and then, was... like, the lights would go back on, and she'd go back up, and, and they played music. They played, they played like, very... some, like, happy yeah. Joe Lucky, I guess you could say, like, a really bad song. Yeah, very she loud. Had, she had music. <laughs> yeah. And so, then, basically, they just torture her for a... Yeah. Number of days. With stress position. That's about it, though. But it's lack of sleep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they the stress position. Uh, so then, finally, they come in. Or they finally, the light goes on, and she just won't. Yeah. She can't do she it. She collapses. She collapses. She's done. Like, she yeah. can't get back up to do it. So they come in and set down a toolbox. Uh-huh. And you just know. You're like, what's in there? A sandwich? <laughs> Did you bring me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Oh, if only. Are there potato chips in there? Because I'm hungry. There was none of that. Nope. Nope. There was a hammer and I don't think you needed the toolbox. I think that was just to add more, like, oh, to make her scared. Yeah, you definitely did you could have just carried in a hammer and two nails. Yeah, but instead, <laughs> you bring in a whole metal toolbox. Uh, and you grab the hammer and nails, and they, they make her put her left hand palm back up on the wall. Yep. Where the uh, uh, covered up. You know, the, yeah, the where you tell where it's been continuously drywalled over. And you know what's about to happen. And, uh, yeah, they run that fucking nail through her hand. Uh, 
And it looks like she he found the spot where it wouldn't be going through a lot of like bone and muscle, yeah. but still that would hurt. Well, and he so doesn't bad. get it all in the first one. Yeah. So it's like just like kind of like into her hand. Yeah. And then, and then he, he has to repeatedly yeah, yeah, drive it. Three or four hits. It's it's hard to drive a nail through a hand. I don't know if you've done it. Not easy. It's not. It's, he makes it look a that that's a pretty good uh pretty good uh, depiction. Depiction is depiction. not a word. Dep- depiction. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> You did it to yourself. <laughs> I know. I had to do nothing there. <laughs> Story uh, of my life. So then he makes her put her second hand on the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, and this. And, like, the look she gave with that. Like, I, I love this lead actress. Because, like, honestly, like, she did the left hand. And, like, it was painful. And she almost, like, you could see, like, a look of exceptions. Like, all right, I did that. And she was ready to keep doing it. And then he, like, gave her a look. And she was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. She, like, I think she says, like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, just because she doesn't yeah like the the angle they use to show her face on this one yeah is so good like and she's amazing eyes yeah like with her acting like her eyes are so good so yeah they drive the second nail through the hand and now she's like fucking stuck in the stress position with her hands like nailed Nailed to the wall uh, Christ-like question mark? Like the like a reverse. Is that kind of? But when you got it, it, looks when you're out, it looks like you done got the stigmata. Well, you gotta go through the pain and the suffering, yeah. right? And that's like, a movie with an Arquette in it that has like Patricia Arquette. Oh in it. yeah, yeah. Uh, so then she <laughs> she finally. I say that like it means something. I got, I got, like it has anything to do with it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. Huh? It does have an Arquette <laughs> in it. You're right. <laughs> Uh, so then she finally just like yanks her one of her hands. Well, she has me. like a her. She's like going kind of crazy, and she thinks she hears her dad. Yeah, like hey, I'm right outside the door, honey. Come on! And then she thinks she sees the door open, and she's like, come on, you just gotta. And she just rips both her hands out of the nails, but everything's locked up still. Oh, and all... at some point they brought in the uh, old lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. Be a friend to her. Yeah, the saying we've basically... all been through this. And yeah, this this is for your best, honey. Yeah. So in my day, I fucked George Burns. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> That's not that wasn't in the movie. No. Oh, I was thinking, man, if I was alive when George Burns was around and young, I'd fuck him. Mm-hmm. So you projected your, <laughs> yep. your wants and desires on a poor old. In the midst and hope. <laughs> so. She does. She rubs her hands Talk off. Talk about carpet burn. Come on, man. I don't know. <laughs> and the... Uh, Where'd that cigar go? George why Burns? Why carpet burn? I don't... Because George Burns. And he always had a cigar. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> she rips her hands free. Uh, the guys come in. They're like, all right, you're done. <laughs> she's got through the torture. Yeah. Uh, so then we get some weird interviews with her. Uh, with she's her the, she's, interrogating her, like, tied up to a... She's lie detector. Lie detector. Yeah. And they keep asking her, do you want to be a part of this community? Well, first they're like, when was your first sexual experience? <laughs> yeah, I was they, like, what? Yeah, they say that there's no secrets. No, our community. hands are going to the table, but <laughs> nothing funny going on. No, but yeah, they wanted to know, like, her sexual orientation, her first sexual experience. She was... Yeah. They want to know about her. Yeah. Uh, and then they ask, do you want to be a part of this community? They sent out emails as her because they were oh, like, someone's yeah, going to yeah. look for me. And they're like, oh, we're going to play this voicemail. And it was her friend Sarah where she must have sent, they sent emails of her, their work yeah. as Sarah. And then Lisa got all upset and like, bet you crazy. I ain't your friend. And so now no one's come to look for you. Uh, yeah. So every time she responds with like, yes, she wants to be a part of the community. They're just like, yeah, no, you're yeah. not. 
Well, she even says no, and they were like, it's okay. Well, at one point she does. Yeah. But like, I think there's one point where she's like, I do, yes. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, you're lying. <laughs> they uh, try to, I mean, they, they build it up as like, you know, yeah, a community where there's like these four pillars. I can't remember. Security, openness. Acceptance. Acceptance. Is one. And Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> Yeah, so it's based on this guy, like this guy back in like the sixties or seventies or something like that. Yeah. Like made this community. Uh, there's like he came up with the, the system, the belief system, and there's like old footage with him talking about it mm-hmm. that they show her, like a TV interview, like or a TV something. interview. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, honestly, like when you're like, you know, you're hearing this and it's like, oh yeah, it's community. Everybody's helping each other. And blah, blah blah. That doesn't sound bad. No. Uh, just don't nail my hands. I don't know why we needed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, she seemed to like the apartment and everybody in there anyway. Yeah. From the party so, and everything. Everyone was so nice. You know, you, you do wonder what the, uh, what the necessity is that you have to break someone down to where yeah. they, they can only be a part like, of your community. You have to kill their cat. Because <laughs> only certain people are allowed to go out into the world. Yeah. Like the guy, uh, Jerry, has like a buzzer. Yeah, and he lets people out because he's like, and she looks amazed when someone leaves. And he's like, well, we can't change the world unless we go out in it. Yeah. So there are some people that are allowed, but he doesn't allow everybody. No. And he says maybe one day she might be able to. And yeah. they slowly give her more responsibilities inside the building. and. Yeah, yeah. So they start to put her to work. Um, she starts to like kind of be like she's mashing taters. She's helping Edie a by lot. hand. Yeah. Uh, so things are going pretty well. She's starting to kind of fit in. She's starting to kind of accept uh, what's happening. I think. Um, I think she's kind of starting to. Well, she's kind of starting to buy in. But there's like moments where she'll see a knife. Yeah. And she'll. She was working with Janice, Jerry's wife, and yeah. And she'll kind of start to enter her hand. Lester her. looked up and like shook his head no. <laughs> So throughout the whole thing, she's she's kind of buying in, but there's still a part of her that if she can make if she can get out, she yeah. might. So you're you're never really sure where she's at mentally with that. Uh, but then, uh, unfortunately, Edie gets uh, uh, she's bedridden. Yep. And because she has a really bad fall, like uh, they start letting Sarah be a part of the uh, security team. Like to watch the footage uh-huh. security because they're they're watching everybody at all times. Yeah, and uh, even dude pissing they had it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she does see like you do see like her make the connection on her face that like that means the guy like the David or Brian the cute guy she's into. Yeah, like she kind of makes the realization that he's probably seen her naked. Uh, there's like that little you know where she kind of like gives him a look like ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you see that big turret I laid? But she sees Edie fall um, on the camera. And they make such a big deal about it. Like, wow, you're watching the camera. That <laughs> Yeah, so. <laughs> like, Brian never would have looked at that screen. Uh, but, uh, so they end up having, like, the whole community kind of comes into Edie's room. Yeah. And she's in her bed. I, I was like, is it her birthday? Because they were kind of like, I don't know. Well, because she's, she's not doing great. Yeah. She's doing real bad. She had the fall. She's doing real bad, you know. So Sarah's, like, kind of, like, there, and she's kind of, like, you know, you could tell. Because she says, like, I'll step out. I just kind of feel like I'm in the way. Yeah. And Edie's like, no, I want you here with yeah. me. You're Pulls part her of... onto the bed, holding her hand. So, you know, Sarah's kind of like, okay, you know, I kind of get this. Like, this is a community. Like, I, yeah. I think you kind of get that moment. You see that she's starting to kind of maybe be into this. Everybody love everybody, like Jackie Moon says. Well, then uh, Brian comes in and says he wants to say a few words about Edie. And Brian starts to talk about how Edie's the one that, like, 
was the first one to talk to him when yeah. he first came here. Back then, it was Miss Stanhope. <laughs> uh, and he keeps saying, um, the way he keeps talking is implying that she's about to go somewhere. Yeah. And you could see, like, the, the actress that plays Sarah, it, it's the confusion. such a good scene. Because <laughs> yeah. she is just like, little pieces of what's happening start to, like, hit her. She looks over and sees what they're about to do with the oxygen tank. Yeah. yeah. So they start. She starts putting this together, and you can see it in her face where it's like she's connecting all the dots, but they put like a bag over well, Edie's head. Yeah, and like she starts to do something before that, and Brian goes, "Don't ruin this." <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they basically just uh, take away all of Edie's oxygen yep. uh, and suffocate her. They kill her. And Sarah's, you know, and they tell her like, "Well, she." couldn't contribute to the community anymore. yeah she's like i'll i'll take care of him like no like we need you to do other things like it's just she's not yeah she's so just, you know rough rough to be <laughs> an elder yeah at, in this community don't get hurt don't grow don't old. grow don't grow old yeah. if you can't help it uh so i guess she's finally reunited with george burns in heaven and Jesus. you know that's good so uh I think that's kind of when, I, I think that kind of like, def- to me it kind of made it to where like, she uh, would never buy in all the way. Yeah. It was seeing that happen to Edie, I yeah. think. Because like, her mom died from cancer, and I, she took care of her, and I think there was like, when she took care of Edith, or Edie, you know, like there was kind of that motherly-daughterly bond, and then, yeah. you know, they killed her. Uh, so then we find out what the, uh, community's, uh, purpose for Sarah is, or Sarah's purpose for the community uh-huh. is, uh, she is basically, she was accepted in the community to be the replacement for Lester's lost love. Lester lusted after her. Yeah. She caught Lester's lust. Uh, she reminded him, she reminded Lester of a woman that had previously been in the community that he had been in love with. His wife. His wife. Yeah. Uh, so they accepted her. And groomed her to be yeah. his new wife. So she is now with Lester. And the whole time you kind of think that Lester, I thought Lester was like trying to help her. Because Lester's the one who tried to escape a couple times. He like told her no when she went for the knife. Because I had a feeling that like he knows she wasn't going to be able to. I took it as him knowing that she wasn't going to be able to get out with just a knife. Right. But then like Lester seems all down to fuck her. Like they go, like he calls her into the bedroom and kind of, but like they never. Well, so they, they get interrupted they the first time, but like he kind of does. But like I can't honestly tell if it's because, like, he thinks okay, she's accepted this community, so we are together now. Yeah, and like he's lonely, so like I can't. Days are being washed, and he's just trying to. Yeah, I could never really get a. Yeah. a you you never really know where Lester is, like what he stands on this yeah. until. The end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they get the, they're they, the first night together. They get interrupted because uh, yeah. Sarah's dad has showed up. Yeah. Then um, they showed like they put all of uh, Sarah's apartment back together. Again. Yeah. Because they like made her tell her dad we'll come back tonight at six. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Give us a couple hours. Yeah. Um, so they like make him never come back again, or we kill him. Yeah. So Brian stays. Community. Brian hides in the closet uh, <laughs> while Sarah breaks up with her dad. Yeah, <laughs> real mean to uh, uh, to him. And Sarah basically he even like comes out and like is standing behind her dad. 
Yeah. Because he comes back in the room, and then, but he gets to leave. He doesn't yeah, die. so she ends up basically telling her dad to fuck off and never come back, yep. and she hates him. Um, she said, I told mom that you were cheating on her, yeah. and he slapped yeah, her. Because she walked in on her dad cheating on her mom uh, years ago while her mom was dying. Yeah. So she's never really forgiven him for that. Um, she's w- he's with the lady that he was cheating on the mom yeah. with. And so he leaves. That's uh, part of the reason why she went to L.A. Cause she saves her dad's life. Yep. Um, and a single tear. This this girl loves single tears. Yes. She's the single tear queen. Uh, Which I like it. Turns me on. No, wait. I so then... She's back with Lester. No, like they're just kind of doing the community thing. Uh huh. And then the friend, um, Lisa, she decides she wants to move into this apartment complex because there's an opening. Well, Sarah kind of recom- suggested her. She was just well, one of back many. Before yeah. she was like, they're like, well, would you like that if we brought your friend in? And she's like, uh huh. Wait, really? Yeah, because there was like a it was like an application process again, and they were having like an open house. And Sarah saw her come to the open house, and she's like, "That's my our yeah." Sarah called her. And she's like, "That's my friend Lisa." Like, and and brought her in. Oh, I completely missed Sarah. Yeah. Kind like of how giving... it said that, like how Brian kind of brought Brian and Lester, or Lester kind of suggested to you know to keep uh, Sarah from the open house. Sarah suggested to keep Lisa, and they were like, "Yeah." And Jerry was like, well, that, "Would that make you happy oh, to have your friend?" And right, like, right. Yeah. But Lisa shows up at the open house on her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought you yeah. were saying like Sarah reached out. To no, her. no, no. Yeah, Lisa just showed up to the open house, and out of all the people, yeah, Sarah of course recognized her and was like, "We'll bring her back." But and I think that's Sarah kind of was like uh, almost uh, vengefully, yeah, because. Of the message, like yeah. she basically feels like Lisa just like gave up on her. Yeah. And See, I thought part that and part also maybe if I can get Lisa here, maybe that's a, another. Yeah. That'll help me. You know, there'll be later. two of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lisa comes in and Lisa gets the same treatment. Um, they do and then like, instantly she's in the room. They do like a quick little like, yeah. you know, her hearing the stuff. Uh, and she never sees Sarah. Sarah's always yeah. watching. Sarah's watching everything from the cameras. Yeah. And she doesn't really see Sarah until she's in the room, and she's being a little bit tough to and break. Sarah tells Jerry and Brian that Lisa's not like her. Yeah. She's tough, which is kind of like, goes gives more, Sarah, like, that's her character. Like, she knows she's not yeah. tough. She knows she's not, you know, strong like, like Lisa, Lisa is. meek. She's meek. Yeah. So, yeah, Lisa's not having this bullshit. Mediocre. Uh, she ends up uh, biting Brian's ear. Yep. Uh, so... Jerry suggests that Lisa needs a friend and someone to talk to her, so Sarah goes in. Like how Edie did with her. Yeah. Sarah went in to try to be her friend. And Lisa sees her, and she's like... It doesn't go well. Well, you know, at first she's like, <laughs> thank God, you know, like, I think she's kind of like, it's you, we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then Sarah's like, you know, you should just go ahead and accept it. Yeah, like, it's not it's, bad. It's, it's pretty good. It's good here. And they're like, look at you. You're not good. You're scared yeah. right now. Like, like Lisa definitely tells her how it is. So, Lisa... Uh, uh, Jerry comes in. Uh huh. Um, there's a little bit of a scuffle. Lisa well, he goes tries to, the to like puts up. Uh, they they have that like metal thing in the ear. Yeah, screwdriver. <laughs> screwdriver. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he's going to fucking hammer it. I guess kill her brain. I don't know what the plan is there. Kill her. Kill the brain. I don't know. Like I assume kill her because yeah. I don't think you can run a screwdriver through somebody's head. Uh, and it's not a lobotomy. And just do that's up through the uh, that's All up right. through the eye. You're the doctor. Yeah, 
That's through the eye. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know what his plan was there, if it was just a killer or what, but, uh... But she he, tell, he he has tells Sarah, hold, Sarah hold her, yeah, hold her, hold this, and then gives her the screwdriver, like, well, now you have to do it. Yeah. And she's like, me? And then she stabs Jerry. Yeah, so you think, okay, here we go. Uh, this is a part that I kind of wish would have happened differently. Yeah. Uh, so Lisa takes off out the door. Shot. With Sarah, and then Jerry recovers enough to blow Sarah or uh, Lisa. Lisa's brains out yeah. with a gun. I kind of wish they would have uh, let that last a little bit more. Yeah, like the two of them trying, two to, of get them trying to get out yeah. together. I kind of yeah. wish we would have had a little bit more. But of that. also, I, there's also another shocking moment though that, like, she's like, "Come on, we'll go this way," and yeah. then boom, she's dead. Yeah. Uh, so then, there's just more shit for Sarah to have to overcome. Uh, Sarah does kill Jerry. Yep. Stabs him a lot. Stabs him a whole <laughs> lot of times. Gets the frustration out. Good for you, girl. Uh, and then grabs the gun. Yep. Uh, everybody's kind of coming out at this point uh-huh. to see what's going on. The entire, uh, complex. Like, Stay back, motherfuckers! And, uh, then she, uh... Janice comes running at her with a knife, but she shoots at Janice and, uh, doesn't hit her, but just makes her drop the knife. And she's yeah. like, why did you do this? He's like, well, you know, Jerry, we can all leave now. Like, yeah. Jerry's dead. He did, they're like, no, Jerry didn't start this. Like, the doctor started this, and we're continuing it. Like, you know, like, they still don't want to give up this community. Yeah, I really do like that twist, because, like, most cults, if the leader goes away, yeah. the cult is done, it, uh, whatever. And, like, and so she kills the who she thinks is the leader of yeah. this cult. But there is no real leader. The leader's already yeah. dead. She thinks she's the hero. She yeah. saved the day. Yeah. She beat the final boss. <laughs> you know, it's time everybody can escape. Yep. And then everyone's like, no, nah, we kind of like it here. Yeah. Like, And you Put just killed gun- our buddy Jerry. Yeah. Put the gun down. We'll talk about this. Yeah, so Brian By says, like, hey, you. you're still one of us. Yeah. You know, you have anything yet that can't be forgiven. She points the gun at him. She's like, come on, you're not going to shoot me. And then, so then she blows Brian away. <laughs> Proved him wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she goes to make her escape. Um, she'd already she'd taken the buzz, the door buzzer yeah. off of Jerry as well. Yep. So she's almost out the door, and uh, she like everybody kind of catches up to her. The The doctor got him first. Uh, the lawyer's husband. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he grabs her, has her out the door, and then Lester gets the gun. And she's like, just shoot me, Lester. Just fucking kill me, dude. Yeah. And he shoots, but he shoots the guy. Yeah, so he shoots the guy, uh, and then he lets her escape. Shuts she's the door. She's trying to kind of like... The the, the the key fob thing got thrown outside. Yeah. So once they shut the door, they can't get out after her like that. But he's Lester's holding everybody off, and uh-huh. uh, the door's kind of cracked open enough for her to see. Lester kind of pulls the gun up under his chin, yep. and the door shuts, and he blows his brains out. What do you think happened? I just said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I so, thought you farted. And then she, uh, you you think, okay, she's made it out. She's good to go. Yep. Uh, she starts to walk down the street, and then all these alarms start going off uh, all over the neighborhood. And it turns out there's lots of properties. Turns out everyone in this community right here is uh, part of this this uh, Larger cult. Co- yeah. So... She runs. Is there a sequel in the works? That was a good ending. Yeah. Because they had a middle and an ending. Uh, so this movie definitely gets Well, because at one point, while Sarah's with Brian watching the security cameras, uh, she looks up and she notices there's a security camera looking at them. Yeah. 
And she says, uh, who's, watching, who's us? watching us? And he goes, that's not for us to know. Yeah. So uh, there is a bigger world there. Uh-huh. So I do wonder if they might explore that world. Yeah. Um, Maybe a two-bedroom, two-BR. Two-BR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe a nice, nice, nice ranch style house. Well, you can kind of get it. You kind of do something like that and have like a family move into, uh, you know, one of these places like yeah. a house or whatever, and then starts to be watched, and then maybe like they end up running into Sarah, and you know, it could be like John Wick, where she just kills out, starts killing yes. people involved. Uh, so yeah. Um, overall, I really like this yeah, movie. I liked it. Second time I watched it now, it stands up. It held up second time. It's only an hour and a half long, which I thought would be perfect, but honestly, watching it, I kind of wish it was maybe another 15 minutes longer, just to kind of draw, like you said, just a few things I think they could have drawn out a little yeah. more. Like, just her in the room, like, I feel like maybe that could have been, and just like how quickly she kind of she seemed to give into it, you know? And... Yeah, I would have kind of liked to have seen more resistance. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, that's a small complaint. Yeah. Uh, so, I would say, if, you know, we're out of, one out of ten on this thing, uh, I, like I said, I watched it twice now. It held up just as much the second time as the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to complain about this movie, so I'm going to give it uh, an eight and a half. Oh! So, I really dug it. I thought it was great. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You dug it. Hacksaw Jim didn't, dug it. Didn't dig him as much. No. Hacksaw Jim dug it, though. I'm uh, you. I'm going to give it a seven and a half out there. Okay. I started with the eight, but just as I thought about it, uh, I just a few, I don't know, minor things, so I dropped it down to seven and a half. But and the eight and a half. I really liked it, May though. come back to bite me because I don't leave myself a lot of room for, like, really great films. Yeah. But, like, this, I, I like this. This is a... Uh, enjoyable as hell um yeah. sometimes it's not always about the technical things about the movie sometimes it's just like how much i like it yeah uh this was really good though i thought there wasn't I liked it. uh so yeah eight and a half for me on imdb.com uh it has a 5.8 out of Dang. 10 that's out of twelve thousand review uh ratings um so yeah not quite as well received uh but like I said, a lot of the reviews on here complain about um, they say that the acting is wooden. And I just really didn't get that. I thought this seemed like I didn't get it with the I didn't really like Jerry as much. Honestly, Jerry or Brian. I felt like both of those were kind of like you know I don't know wooden's but I mean I really like Sarah though. Uh yeah, I thought the girl that played Sarah was great. I liked all the I think all the females were really good in this movie and I think the guys just kinda Jerry a little bit behind maybe. Yeah, Brian, I think, started out more as an interesting character, and uh, then once it switches to... He's just a little bitch boy for What's Jerry, really happening, kinda. it kind of... I don't like his character as yeah. much. Um, I kind of would have liked it if uh, maybe he had more of that Lester role. Yeah, and Lester, Lester was more defined, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, maybe, like I, said, I don't think we need both of those guys. Yeah. Like, we could have just had one. Yeah. Because I don't think they really fully, like, explained Lester. Yeah. And it's like... Even, like, not that you have to explain it, but just even, like, in his actions and just, you know, like, what happens in the movie. Like, it just, like, was he going to fuck her? Like, whatever right. he has a chance. To, like, like, you don't, I don't know. But he does save her at the end. Uh, and I kind of think maybe at that party he was trying to save her at the party because she was still coming and going mm-hmm. at her leisure then. And he tried to give her that community. But I don't know why he gave her the book. Yeah, I was hoping, like, there'd be a scene where, like, maybe she ended up in his apartment 
and like found the book and then opened it up and it said like run. And it had or, something in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, that's what I real like. I, I felt like there needed to be a scene, something like that, to yeah. really like help establish Lester either way. Right. So they kind of left him flopping in the wind a little bit to me. And again, that's a real minor. Like I would definitely watch it again. I would recommend people to watch it. So uh, I mean, these are minor, minor little. Well, the movie did have uh, quite a few um, obstacles, I guess I would say, in the way of being made. Um, uh, there was a fire in L.A. in the area where they were filming. I wasn't there. You weren't there. You didn't do this one. I didn't start the fire. No, not this one. Okay. Uh, there was a uh, the original uh, actors that were cast as the two leads, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah and Brian. Uh, they both dropped out right before production started, and then the original actress that was cast to play Edie, she dropped out. Uh, but she dropped out for pretty valid reasons. The other two, there's really no. Did she die? They don't know why. No, oh. but I think her husband did. Okay. Uh, but the other Sorry, two, please. there's really not a lot. I don't know why they dropped out. Yeah. Uh, and then one of their production trucks got stolen off oh. the lot. Um, and then it was involved in a high-speed chase. So I wonder if it was really filmed on a lot or like at a at an apartment complex because they made it, they did a good job making it feel yeah. like an actual apartment. Oh complex. no, it was filmed. Actually, I have a note about that. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. It was filmed in an actual apartment complex okay. that was actually active. Oh, like people living there. Wow. Yeah. So they had to film it kind of around people coming yeah. and going and stuff. They're like, all right, you can't come up to your apartment between <laughs> yeah. the hours of three and seven. Yeah, we got a lady nailed up to the wall in there. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, so yeah, really good movie. Check it out uh, again. It's on uh, Netflix, Amazon um, Prime, uh, One BR. It's on Shutter and it's on AMC Plus. So give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back afterwards. Thank you. Thank you. We are back. I'm awake. Joel's awake. I fell asleep during the break. Well, we've done our uh, our, our review stuff. We've done all the stuff for one br. Yeah. Now we're gonna move on to the uh, what some refer to as the bullshit uh-huh. section of the, the banter. The banter, if you will. Uh, the verbal masturbation. This is where the gloves come off. You know what yep. I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. You can't masturbate with gloves on. Well, you can. They make special gloves for that. Oh, do they? Uh, probably. <laughs> probably. I assume. Uh, now we got to figure that out. <laughs> and if they do, and that group, that company wants to be a sponsor, we will sell your jerk-off gloves <laughs> jerk off. all day. All Masturbation right. mitts. Ooh, you're already making the product. Masturbation. Uh, so here we are, um, and I'd ask you... Uh, Last week, probably. Probably. If you uh, wanted to, we'd have a little bit of a wrestling discussion. Uh-huh. Professional wrestling discussion. We put it out to the uh, internet to see if anybody had any questions. Dustin Burwell. I think a lot of people were too intimidated to respond. <laughs> That's what it was. Because it's hard to talk to your heroes. What yeah. do you say? Yeah, people You are... want to say everything, so how do you know what to say when your heroes, you know, are, are listening? People are awful at interacting. Yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah. Uh... Really let down. Really disappointed. <laughs> uh, all of you. But, Do uh, better. Dustin did have a question. We'll get to that one. You know, my daughter's like, I'm sorry. And I'll say, don't be sorry. Be better. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't say that to her. I shouldn't? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is she apologizing for? Well, usually it's like if it's something where I told her not to do it, and then she does it, and like 
She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, well, you know, that's why I'm like, don't be sorry. Be better. Like, I, this is why I said not mm. to do this. Like, I'm trying to learn her, trying to teach her. Trying to learn her. Yeah. I'm going to learn you today. You're going to learn something today, so, girl. So, you know, you could. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm that makes good, sense. I'm a good dad. <laughs> you know, you teach her, like, hey, don't regret shit. Yeah, like, just, just don't, don't do it. Oh, she says sorry about everything. And Like, on vacation, I was like, you cannot say that. I don't care what you do. Do not say that you're sorry again. All right, I won't sorry. Like, just, like, she's just, she's too meek. Like, mm-hmm. what we're talking about in the movie review. Like, I, I just wanted to be stronger. Like, you know, right. if, like, I tell her to do something, don't be sorry. But like, okay, okay, Dad, I'll, I'll take, I'll listen to what you say, and I'll, you know, put well, that this, in my... This movie had some lessons on how to handle it. Yep. So... Nails to the wall. Feel bad for Lou. <laughs> the I cat. don't have any hammers. Feel bad for Lou, cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't cook. Come on, get out of here. Right. So, you, uh, do you have any... You want to get into some... the big news from the professional wrestling world. Uh-huh. Uh, the biggest news of it all is uh, Vince McMahon... Um, Retires. Yeah, Vince McMahon yeah. stepped aside because he's, there's no way he's going to be at home and texting he and calling stuff. A sex criminal, yep. most likely. Uh, I'm sure they were like, "Hey, Vince, why don't you go ahead and retire now?" So you brought a lot of bad publicity to us. Uh, I think there. Were, so there's. I think the Wall Street Journal is working on a story uh, that they're supposed to be putting out before too long. And my guess is um, some people. With inside information, have figured out what's about to come out. Yeah, in that article, and they're distance. And I think this was a very much uh, you need to get away. Yeah, like we don't want you, <laughs> you know, because he is like a majority stockholder, uh-huh. stock hold, yeah, stockholder. But they still have a lot of like advertisers to answer to, USA, Fox Sports, the network, the networks, yeah. you know. So they, uh, yeah, I feel like this was. I mean, everybody, like, the SmackDown intro with Stephanie out there, WWE is a fucking cult, man. Like, (laughs) just watching that, that was some of the most culty shit I have ever seen. Like, just the whole crowd chanting, thank you, Vince. Oh, my God. I'm like, that man, like, I think we're about to hear some some terrible things. Hold off on that. Yeah, let's just pump the brakes on that for a second. Yeah, people have been like, ah, thanks for making my childhood. I mean, right now. Sure, he ran the company, but, like. The wrestlers are still the ones that have to do it in the ring. And I was never a fan of any Vince McMahon storyline. There's never been a Vince McMahon storyline. like, I got tuned in for this. I mean, he's clearly for years now, like, abused his power and, like, taken advantage of women. Yeah. And sexually, you know, it's it's basically sexual assault. And he's paid him off for hush money. So. Hold the guy. Just let's not. Thank you, Vince. Yeah, let's not get into that. Uh, And I see a bunch of, like, people on Twitter, like, wrestlers and stuff. Like thanking him, and yeah. I'm like, you guys are all gonna probably want to walk that back a bit before too long. So maybe you ought to ease up. Uh, fun to watch going forward, I guess. Then there was other big news with Brock Lesnar apparently leaving the building. If he's gone, I'm gone. Yeah, there was, was a quote I that, saw, which but then I guess he, I didn't watch SmackDown, but I guess he did show up either. at the end and he beat up Theory. Yeah, which is good because that guy sucks. Uh, so yeah, but that's the big news. Is Vince McMahon is. Uh, about to, we're about to find out a lot. I saw a tweet. Uh, so Vince McMahon, he's notoriously known as a hard worker. He'd always be, you know, first one there, last mm-hmm. one to leave. What shows do you think Vince McMahon will binge watch now that he's got all this time from being retired? And you got to think he's probably been working hard for the last 50, 40 years, so like, he's missed all of them. I... I the Apprentice? <laughs> I don't think... So here's my grim prediction. I don't think Vince McMahon... Lives much longer. Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna freeze him. Well, that could definitely be a possibility. <laughs> but I just 
Like he doesn't look good when he comes well, to the ring and what an average human being that is like all about work and whatever, like yeah. and they retire, they typically don't last yeah. a long time. Like they just they don't have anything to live for anymore. Yeah. I don't think Vince McMahon lives too many more years. Is that a threat? <laughs> Are you threatening Vince McMahon? What would be the point? This uh, is this could be a good angle on on the show. The we get Vince show. on the podcast. No, no, we go on their show. Oh, okay, you're going after him to kill him. Yeah, I don't think they're going to write that story. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they blew him up once. Yeah, they did. That, that. was you. They should have just done that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I don't know what movie, what shows would Vince watch? What movies? Which? Because uh, Vince, you know, the the running joke is always Vince is like 20 years behind. Like Everything. he'll come up with like an idea for a storyline that's based on like something that happened in a movie that came out 20 years ago. Yeah. So like it's 2022 now. So. Like I guess like he's gonna be Friends? watching like Road Trip, <laughs> uh, Seinfeld. What's like some of like the? No, I'm trying to think of like the college frat boy oh, okay. comedies that came out in the early 2000s. American Pie. American Pie. Road Trip. <laughs> he would love uh, American yeah. Pie. I feel like he's gonna watch all God that. God damn, pal! He's fucking a pie. That's good stuff. That's the worst Vince McMahon impersonation ever. But that's definitely what he would say. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I feel like he's gonna watch a lot of that. the new guy. Remember the new guy, yeah, oh, DJ yeah, Qualls? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I just hope that, you know, maybe he just enjoys times with the grandkids. I don't think that's going to be a go thing. Go to their sporting events and, like, try to make out with the female referees Maybe him something. and Linda will rekindle <laughs> yeah. what they've had. <laughs> Linda uh, deserves it. I don't know. I don't, yeah. We've, we've spent way too much time talking about Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the biggest topic in wrestling right it now. It is, so. I guess. Uh, but, you know, do you, ha- like, do you have any wrestling... Uh, you, yeah, I did. So what I, I, I Googled, like, questions not to ask a professional wrestler. Oh, okay. Because I thought that'd be fun to do. So instead, I got eight things to avoid doing when you meet a wrestler. Okay. And this is off of uh, Bleacher Report. Okay. So we'll see if you agree with them or disagree right. with them. As a former professional wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I've met people. You have. I've met, you've talked to them. They've offered you gum, Laffy Taffy, or something like that. I don't right. know. Uh, do not react to them like you would to their TV character. Uh, yeah, that's probably good. But what about MJF? He's always fucking in character. Well, I mean, he's probably going to react to you. Like, <laughs> that's, you know. Uh, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Like, uh, uh, keep in mind, it's not, it's not 100% real. Yeah, because I, you know, I suppose, if, like, most shows, if I was the heel, I would assume if the guy reacted to me like I'm that guy. Yeah. We're going to fight. Like, after the show, he comes up and is like, Hey, motherfucker, I can't yeah. believe you choked that guy with the cord and what you said about my town. Yeah. Well, that's happened. Yeah. Oh, sure. Plenty. So it's never... Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Because you wouldn't go up to, like, Samuel L. Jackson and, like, treat him like his character from Pulp Fiction, you know? Like, right. Yeah, so, I mean, try to... Yeah. All right, do not approach a wrestler at the wrong time. If he's walking into the bathroom, leave yeah. him alone. This... This is how awful I am. I actually followed Greg Irons into the bathroom. Why? I don't know. Why? Because I don't belong in public around people. And I went in and I was like, hey, I'm friends with Figure Forecast. I was like, would you guys interview her? Oh, no. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, well, let's talk outside the bathroom. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it never occurred to me that I was following a man into the bathroom. What were you trying to make happen? I don't know. <laughs> Because I could not have waited until he came back out of the bathroom. Uh, yeah. But 
my little brain got excited. Like, all other thoughts left. No other. Wow, I wish you hadn't told him you knew us. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Greg Irons, I am sorry. Man, he still did the interview, and he was still really, really cool about it. <laughs> I'm surprised. So, yes. <laughs> if a wrestler is walking in the bathroom, leave him alone. Yeah, don't. Wish I knew that. Do if he's mid conversation with someone else, leave him alone. Yep. yep. When I was talking to RVD, and he's telling me about his brain injuries, and I was like, hey, can we get selfie real fast? He's like, yeah, fuck me and my brain injury. And I was like, oh, yeah. You I, really don't belong. I don't. I shouldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do not demand that they sign anything for you. That's a good one. I wouldn't ask for an autograph. I would turn an autograph down. So I was like, hey, I'll autograph something for you. I'm like, that's okay. Did you see that fucking video of the guy at the All-Star game? I heard about it. He, like, elbowed a kid or something? Yeah, he's, like, a 50-some-year-old man yeah. who is, like, looks like just the biggest loser. And he's, like, begging whoever the player is yeah. to sign something. And, like, he's surrounded by little kids. Yeah. And the one little kid kind of, like, moves his arm, like, kind of in front of the guy's ball. And yeah. the dude, like, yeah, kind of elbows the kid <laughs> in the head and looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And then keeps... Such a fucking nerd. You see, like, Taz's inter- interaction with, uh, he talked about this, like, I think a month ago. He said, like, someone came up to him at an airport and had just a stack of shit for him yeah. to sign. And, like, he didn't even know who he was. He just, like, knew he was a wrestler. Yeah. Like, he called him a different wrestler's name or something like that. And Yeah, it's, uh, it, autographs are so weird to me anyways. Like, I've never been one to want yeah. an autograph from anybody. Yeah. Uh, I always feel weird about even asking for pictures with people. Yeah, autographs are here, write this. Write your name yeah. for it. I don't know. I, I've never... I do not take pictures with them behind the scenes. Um, oh. Why would you be behind the scenes with wrestlers unless you were a wrestler? I heard yeah. that was a Mark thing. How's that? Is that like like how does that look to you? Like you've been to some remix shows with some really big names, yeah. AJ Styles, the Young Bucks. Like, would you ever go up to him? Like, hey, can I get a selfie, AJ? So when I came up in wrestling, that shit was not cool. Yeah, uh, because the thing was. Um, if you want to be a fucking Mark, buy a ticket yeah. and sit in the crowd. That was the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, today, it's really not like that. Like, I mean, there's still some of the old guys out there that want to cling to that with death grips. But, like, I... It just seems like everybody's friendly and it's, like, more of a community where it's just like, hey, like, comics. Like, we like take- I totally get having that picture to be like, look who I fucking met. Isn't that yeah. cool? Uh, but there's, like, to me, it still kind of depends on who's doing it. Like, there's people that are in wrestling. Like, I think if you work the match with someone, I think it's cool to be like, selfie, like, we just worked the match. Yeah. You know, like, but it's like, you know, if you're like the, I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm the wrestler. It's hard for me to, to say. To me, it's like, so there's certain people that are, like, on wrestling shows that should not be on wrestling shows. Uh-huh. Like, they're not properly trained. They have no fucking business being on the show, but somehow they've... Work their way on. Silver tongue. And to me, that person is just a mark who is unfortunately in, like, in the locker room. Yeah. And I, I hate when I see those kind of people. That's how I felt at every (laughs) your guys' show when I was like a ring announcer. But you weren't trying to like say like, oh, I'm a worker. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to help. These people believe they're like wrestlers. I'm like, you're not. You're you're not trained. You're unsafe. Uh, you like, know, you couldn't go out there and call a match in the ring. Yeah. But, like, so if I'm in a locker room and I see the, that kind of guy go up to, say, AJ Styles, uh-huh. like, say we're all, like, on a, you know, show together. Yeah. 
Back when AJ was doing indies. And he's in the bathroom going over his match. (laughs) No, AJ's just chilling and you know, the guy's like, Hey, do you mind if I get a you know, can I get a picture with you? The guy that doesn't belong in the in the locker room, Uh to me, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like buy a ticket. You shouldn't be there anyway, so don't like now if Jason Kincaid goes up to AJ Styles and is like, Hey man, like you mind if I get a picture? Like that's that's two dudes that are peers. Yeah. And you know, you're just kinda like, Yeah, like you kinda stand up comedy. Like, you kind of get pictures with people because you want to remember. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. But, like, I hate seeing guys that don't belong do it because then I'm just like, get the fuck out. And I always see, like, the fan pictures of people that, like, go to live events, like the WWE live events, and, like, stand where the wrestlers go in. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, just in line trying to get selfies yeah. with them and stuff. I, like, that's, to me, that's just, like, with the autographs. Like, if it's not, I don't know. I just, I've never been a picture person. I've never been an autograph person. Uh, at, D- at Remix, when DDP was here. DDP fucking forced me to take a picture of him. <laughs> I did not want, like, you, like, he made, he handed, he took my phone and gave it to Tim and, like, made me get a fucking picture with him. And, like, made, like, he put, the, he had the yeah. last diamond up and, like, he pretty much had to grab my arm and do it. I was like, what the fuck I can totally doing, picture man? this, yeah. Leave me alone. I don't care. I don't need this. I think it's cool to meet you. I deleted I... it as soon as Tim handed me my phone yeah. back. <laughs> I did. I was like, I don't want fucking want this. I hope DDP doesn't hear this. I don't care. Uh, he was he was kind of a dick, man. Really? Like, yeah. He had a whole thing where like he refused to like get flat, right? Yeah. We had like an idea for um, something involving DDP yoga. Uh huh. And he refused. He was like, he's like, that's not why I'm here. I'm here for wrestling. I'm not here for DDP yoga. And we're like, that, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh. So yeah, I, I, he's a Jersey guy. I don't fucking. He's like your typical New Jersey guy. Yeah. So. Fuck Jersey. <laughs> that's what you're saying. All right, this one. Do not use insider terms unless you're actually yeah. in the business. Yeah. Just stop it. No. <laughs> I hate that shit. It's a total work. It's a shoe. Yeah, don't do that. Did you see where MJF went out and shoot it? Shoot? Shot? <laughs> or like, don't, uh, uh, I've had, I've had like wrestling fans come up to me and like, if I have remix, like if there's a name, yeah. they'll try to like use their real name. Oh yeah, I'm like, get yeah, fuck off. So what do you think Phil Brooks is going to show up to next? <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't don't be just you know. <laughs> Congratulations, you know it. Yeah, good job. Good job. You have the internet. This uh, you could easily take out the word wrestler and uh, replace it with any fucking buddy. Okay. But this is do not disturb a wrestler if he has headphones on. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's like, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, like, anybody. That's anywhere. <laughs> that shit pisses me off when I, uh, at the gym. Yeah. When people will come up to you and start talking to you, and uh, you have, and you kind of, like, finally look over at them, and they're still talking. You're like, oh, they make the motion to yeah. pull the thing out? Like, you better have something real fucking good to say to me. I was going to Mo the other day, and I was kind of in a pissy mood, imagine. Mm-hmm. And I, like, had my headphones on, the mower started, and, like, a work van pulled up behind me, and I'm on the sidewalk, and I see the guy, like, motioning towards me. So he's, like, motioning me to take the shit out. Yeah. And I was ready to be like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah? He goes, oh, are you going to mow here? Am I in your way if I park right here? Like, just what, being super nice. And I was like, oh, no, you're fine over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, so ready to just be, like, angry at him. But he That's... was just trying to be a nice guy. Yeah. Nice That's... guys can fucking suck it. <laughs> Do not ask a wrestler to sign a billion different things. Yeah. Just don't ask them to sign anything. Yeah. <laughs> Autographs are so fucking stupid. Oh, I got, I got a fucking Ric Flair 
here's autograph. Like, cool. I can't imagine being like famous enough that you like the the task thing. You, yeah. I can't imagine being that famous where somebody's like, here's a whole box of things. Yeah. I want you to sign them for me now. Or like just like a stack of ten photos. Like, do you want me to sign them out to anybody? Oh no, just your yeah. name. Because you know they're just gonna. But go the way those people act though, like, like if so, the first time I if I was ever that if I was ever that famous. The first time I was approached by somebody and they had a whole box or a whole stack of shit, uh-huh. and I told them, yeah, no, you know, like, nice to meet you, but no, thank you. Because yeah. they always act like, is this how you treat your fans? You're, they're entitled because they, oh. they know of you and they like you, so, like, you have to. The things I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. You get canceled so <laughs> fucking fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Last one is, uh, do not interrupt him while he's eating. But you get, don't interrupt anyone yeah, while they're just eating. just don't interrupt anyone while they're eating. I mean, that's like shit I was taught when I was fucking five years old. Right. Someone's in a conversation, don't it? I still follow Greg Irons in the bathroom, so I can't. You did follow Greg Irons in the bathroom. My brain just stopped working. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Yeah. Or wait, maybe I was in the bathroom and he came into the bathroom. Let's not try that. I, so I think, I think, no, seriously, now that I think about it, I think I was in the bathroom and he came into the bathroom, we started talking, and I tried to take a selfie in the bathroom. He was like, well, let's just do that out there in the hall. I don't think I followed him in, because that does seem like a bit... <laughs> you got to admit, that seems like a bit much even like, for me. I would hope you'd have... I, now, that I, now that we talk, because this was years ago. It was, yeah. at a, it was at a show in Marietta at Lafayette. And for like one of these just awful promotions, like 615, I don't know. Oh, I thought it was the one at ASW. No, no, no. This was like oh, just okay. a shitty... As promotion okay. at, like, the Lafayette, where, like, the ceiling's a foot yeah. higher than the ring, you know. And I'm pretty sure that, now that I think about it, we talk about it, I, I was in the bathroom, he came in, but I did try to take a selfie with him inside the bathroom. And he was like, let's go out in the hall and do that. Let me finish up in here first. Yeah, good save. Good save, Greg. <laughs> That's what happened. Because that would be a weird picture for you to have, like, yeah, Greg in the Irons in the bathroom. <laughs> Hope he washed his hands. <laughs> so what was Dustin? He said Dustin, our uh, good buddy, sent a question. So Dustin, uh, oh, Dustin Alexander, <laughs> he uh, asked what I thought about Ric Flair's uh, retirement match uh-huh. and the angle leading up to it. With, with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? Man, right. dude, that was special. Because, like, Ric Flair was like, I'm not going to lose again, and if I do, I'll stop wrestling. So he was actually winning some matches on Raw, mm-hmm. and then, like, it went to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and uh, somebody was uh, getting a blowy during that match. Um, so that's a special thing about Ric Flair's retirement match. But I, uh, <laughs> he was like, I love you, I'm sorry, and super kicked him and pinned him. And that was Rick Flair's retirement match. Thanks, Dustin. <coughs> Thanks for listening. So, uh, at what point during the retirement match, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, did the, uh, <laughs> it was like it was like you know happening kind of was there a end of the beginning oh yeah there was a beginning the finish oh yeah there was a finish uh-huh. before the finish so you couldn't even make it the whole time <laughs> I wanted to see the end of it it was Rick Flair's retirement match well now you have a second chance to see Rick Flair's retirement match all over again. it won't be the same uh, so Rick Flair is having his actual last match what apparently it's Rick Flair and Andrade uh-huh. against. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. The weirdest tag team of all fucking time. Uh, they attacked him in a parking lot. Yeah, so... Made him bleed. Let me just say, 
I don't give a fuck about this match. I don't give. Not the littlest fuck. No. I'm not slipping. They could be like Ric Flair died in the match. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Man, yeah. Probably. He shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't give a shit about... No, one, no, one, no one's like, man, if only... Rick, I, well, there are people, which is what's sad. Yeah. If only Ric Flair could do one more match. Like, Ric Flair's had his matches. He's had some of the greatest matches in the history of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Leave the memories alone, as they say. Well, he had, like... Almost, like, he had almost, like, the same gimmick years ago for a match against Vader in WCW. Yeah. Uh, where he was, like, the last-minute replacement because... Uh, uh, who was it that got Sting? No, something happened. Anyways, Ric Flair ended up uh, stepping in. Yeah, but they built it up like they did the whole thing before the match, where like they went to his house and he was like telling the kids goodbye, and they just built it up like how much young David Flair. Yeah, and they were like you know like Flair's entering such a dangerous situation, yeah. and this could be his last match Vader ever. Was a shit man. So then like we had like. Yeah, finally the Shawn Michaels match, and that should have been it. That, that was it was beautiful. the best way to finish a career. It was. It was over. Uh, then he did like a whole bunch of shit TNA. TNA. None, none of that is even watchable. No, and like this won't be watchable. So now the like, uh, I don't even like Andrea. Andrade. Andrade. Whatever. I don't even like him enough to get his name oh, right. I love him. He's I don't such care. a worker. Uh, but I just don't give a like the promos, the two promo things. They're docu like the documentary stuff. Yeah, sure, it's great. It's Ric Flair footage. Like, yeah. it's great. It's fine. Whatever. But everybody's putting it over as this like amazing buildup, and it's so good. And I'm like, it's a fucking documentary style bullshit. It's fine. The yeah. parking lot brawl was the worst looking thing I've ever seen mm-hmm. because clearly they have to take it easy with Ric Flair. Yeah. Because he's almost dead. <laughs> he can't. He's... So Jay Lethal's like movie punch to the stomach looked terrible and then yeah. Ric Flair's like oh my surgery <laughs> like, <laughs> from where I was operating yeah. on three months ago yeah and then like it takes 15 minutes for Jeff Jarrett to finally swear like to turn yeah but like it's because Flair for some reason is like whispering like fuck you <laughs> like he's like just hates Jeff Jarrett <laughs> uh, and then he's like as Jarrett and Jay Lee were beating him down he's like keeps saying it's hard way it's hard way and like, so are we supposed to believe that everything before that he'd agreed to <laughs> and that now it's yeah. too far? Like, I don't understand what it's supposed to be. Uh, it's, it's, I don't give like a shit about it. Like, even a couple months ago, they released the footage of Flair and Lethal training together. Yeah. And, like, that and it was, was hard pitiful. to watch. Yeah. It, it was, was pathetic. Just, I mean, I guess with the crowd there, it might be a little better. And there's just going to be so much bullshit involved. Because Karen Jarrett's going to be there. Charlotte's going to be there. They just can't, like, advertise her. Because she's, you know, WWE, but Charlotte's going to be there. I'm sure she's going to run out, fucking do something to yeah. with Karen and whatever the fuck, Flair pins fucking Jarrett. And, well, and let me say something that's going to, uh, you're not supposed to say it. Okay, think. I'm going to write this down. Uh, I yes, you think Ric Flair is overrated. I will not write that down. <laughs> so always, you've always thought that. Always. Oh, okay. Always. Well, since like, well, not like when I was a kid. Yeah. But like, but looking back, when you only had Flair in small, so like back in his heyday, basically only live audiences saw him, and then pay per view audiences. Yeah. For the WCW pay NWA pay per views, so like you only saw him limited times. Like it wasn't like you were once Nitro hit. 
And you started seeing Flair every week. He was good building up a promo for a monthly match. Amazing at promos. Yeah. Still one of the best promo guys of all time. Yeah. Can't take that away from him. Yeah, his matches are all pretty much. But his matches flop, up over the aren't great. Yeah, I mean, they're great yeah. before the Nitro era. Like, him and Steamboat, that him series. And Sting, yeah. Incredible. Him and Terry Funk, Barry him Wyndham. and Sting, Wyndham. Those are all, all of that kind of shit is amazing. I feel like after he came back from WWF. Him and Bobby Eaton, an amazing yeah, main event. Yeah. Uh, him Classic and champions. Uh, numerous guys. Rick, St- Rick Steiner, I think, had a great match with him. Uh, so numerous guys. But then, like, he would work every week on Nitro. And, yeah, you would just be like, oh, yeah, it's the, it's the same exact yeah. match over and over and over and over again. So at a certain point, I'm like, you know, to me, he's been done for years. Like, the Shawn Michaels thing was amazing because of the story, and it's Shawn Michaels. And where he was, too, at the time in WWE, he was taking a lot of losses, and then they kind of turned him around, they built him up for that match, and he should have just stopped. Yeah. But I, th- I, I think, think that's the bottom line. I think Ric Flair's overrated. I think we look at it with, like, too much nostalgia yeah. for, like, the early stuff. But once once TV happened, he was not a guy made yeah. for TV wrestling. For weekly to, TV, he was there wrestling. to pop a town. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's my that's my uh, thoughts on the Ric Flair retirement thing. Okay. I have no plans on watching it nope. ever. Uh, there's I like a whole card. Be... There's a whole card built around that. I think it is on pay per view. It's next Sunday because yeah. Saturday Jeff Jarrett will be the special referee in the Which tag so match. Weird. I know, just because it's in Nashville. Yeah, and then Sunday he's going to be wrestling. I assume it's going to be Andrade and Jay Lethal carrying most of the match. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a lot of outside. Sadly, stuff. though, that means the heat's going on Flair, probably, because you'd have to put the heat on Flair. I mean, I guess you could have Flair take the hot tag, but yeah, good lord, is that going to be a bad hot tag? I hope he doesn't try to do the thing where he flops up over the turnbuckle. Uh, if he does, it's going to be it's just, sad. It's I don't know. Maybe he'll have. Maybe he'll he'll pull a Kurt Angle where it's like he's like Kurt Angle. Uh, I was told a story by uh, Chase Stevens um, where he said he was working for TNA at the time and Kurt Angle showed up and it was like one of Kurt's first, uh, it was like uh, when Kurt was like, doing really bad. Uh-huh. And uh, he said he pulls into the Universal parking lot or wherever they are down there. Yeah, Universal. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he like takes Kurt like so long to like park right and he's just like having so much trouble like just moving his body to, you know, whatever. And Chase is like, he's kind of watching this from, like, over by the building. Yeah. And he's like, it takes Kurt Angle, like, felt like years to get out of his car, get his gear from his trunk, close his trunk, and walk to the building. Like, he's like, it just, like. Not much pep in the step. Yeah, like, he could, I mean, Kurt could barely move, right? You know, he can't, like, can't move his head. Like, his neck's so bad. His arm, you know, everything about him is just pretty much, done like so he walks in um gets like coffee can barely like hold his coffee cup actually spills his coffee just you know terrible fucking yeah physical condition then he said uh showtime comes around and you know he like he watched kurt like uh get ready and like he just barely move or whatever kurt's music hit and he's like all of a sudden i'm watching fucking like 2006 or whatever kurt's Like, Kurt Angle go out there. Like, he just, all of a sudden, everything came back. And he's like, he goes out there and has this ridiculous match. Uh, You know, just looks like he never lost a step in his life. Then it comes back through the curtain, and he just, he's done. Randy the Ram. (laughs) He's a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Flair may have like that one last bit of go in him, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a terrible Because even at that, Kurt Angle was like under 40 at that point yeah. in TNA. Yeah. And there was a lot of drugs and pills and shit like that, too, along with the broken body from all the years right. in WWE. But, yeah, he, I, Ric Flair just he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all right, you got anything else? Yeah, uh, I went to a comedy show last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, your your boy has a show coming up. I've okay. done a show since December, but I accepted a booking for August 12th in Fairmont, West Virginia at a coffee bar type place. I don't really have any more information right. right now. I'm not making it up. Okay? I can show well. you I can show you the messages. It has to be true if you said you're not making it up. I'm not making it up. <laughs> it has to be true. Don't say that I am. I so last night, uh, well, I've been watching... Our buddy Andy Frampton, Carlin Haggerty, been posting about a show they had last night in Murray City, Ohio, up All by right. Nelsonville at the Eagles. So I didn't tell them I was coming, and I got off work, and I drove up to watch the show, because I just wanted to be around comedy again, mm-hmm. just to see like what it would spark in me, just to see, you know. And uh, the crowd, I hated. Right. <laughs> I didn't hate them, but I was part of the crowd, but I was almost like, this is why I stopped. <laughs> they were, it was a fun show. All those guys are great. Carlin. Andy, you know Andy, Rob, Angie Davis, Matt Hurst. She was super funny. Uh, but the, 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 the real story is on the way back, I stopped at Sixpence because I wanted to sing. Okay. And uh, so I get the Sixpence, and they're pretty packed. And I, uh, I ordered a shot of Captain and a Captain and Coke. Mm-hmm. So that way I could do the shot real good. And our friend Amy was the bartender. She hooked it up pretty well. All right. So I got me a nice fat shot, and I'm drinking on my mixed drink. And I just find a table by myself, and I just go sit and be, you know, the sad, alone bastard at the bar on Friday right. night. Because um, I did this a couple weeks ago, and I really had a good time. Even though I was by myself, I still got to sing some songs. And, you know, I just, you know me, I just got to sing. Yeah. I enjoy it. So, um, but there's, like, there's a weird vibe in the air at the bar. And there was, like, this guy in a Grateful Dead shirt, mm-hmm. which, you know, those guys are just up to no good. <laughs> Normally, they're the peaceful fuckers, uh, the potheads. Well, it, I couldn't tell if he was fucking with people or not, but, like, there's two different guys. If they kind of got in the same area, he'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't say shit to you. What the fuck? And I was like, are they... Because dudes that are friends with each other walk like that, too, sometimes, right. you know? But then it turned out it was not like that. Okay. Because, like, uh, I, like three songs in... The one of the like, there's like a big confrontation, and fuck you, fuck you, follow me outside, and all these people get in between them. And there's one guy, uh, the he comes around the bottom of Sixpence. You know how Sixpence is? It has uh-huh. like that little, like kind of little upper level, but it's like two feet up. Yeah, you know. So he comes around and lands a left punch on that guy. That was pretty good. Didn't drop the guy. Give him credit. So a, just a straight up fight breaks out in Sixpence, and ever and I'm just like. It's right by where I'm st- sitting. So right. I just get up and take a couple steps back. Because, like, hey, I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Because I'm not drunk enough, and I don't know any of these people. Yeah. So, like, as long as it doesn't come to me, like, I'm going to be cool with it. So, like, it's just all this shit. And then girls start getting involved. And, like, this guy's kind of, like, trying to pull this girl away. And, like, I always stepped into that point. But, like, another big guy did. And they all just, like, went outside. Except for the guy that got punched. Okay. He stayed inside because his girlfriend was holding him back. So I guess while it was outside, it was even more brawling and fighting. I stayed inside, too, because, again, I'm not following that shit yeah. out. Like, every now and then, like, one of the girls would come in and be like, You motherfucker, you started this! You need to get out there! And, like, Amy and other people were like, Okay, you go back outside. 
You know, like it's it if and then it would be kind of calm inside, and this girl come in and picked up a stool and was gonna throw it at Amy, and that's what I did. I walked over and I grabbed the stool. I was like, whoa! I was like, ah, and she dropped it, you know, and I like got, it. and then I just went to the other side of the bar, and then like a guy came in and he apparently he followed him out. And he got bit in the hand by one of the guys. And he's, like, showing me. He's totally fucking drunk. And I was like, that's disgusting. You need to go to the hospital. Like, like that's the dirtiest thing that could happen to you. (laughs) Yes. Like, to get bit by somebody. He's like, he's like... Oh, I just blocked out. I trained MMA. And I was like, of course you do, buddy. <laughs> He's like, I just, I wasn't trying to hurt him. I was holding back on him. And I held my hand out like that to keep him away. And he bit me. He just kept going up to people. He bit me in the hand. So then I see sirens outside. So I'm outside and there's eight fucking cop cars. All right, that's one more than seven. <laughs> that's... Not quite nine. Not quite nine. But there's eight fucking cop cars all pulled in, and they don't take anybody away. So I go out there, and I'm like, kind of talking to Amy. I'm like, so did you guys point out who was on the fight? And she's like, oh, yeah, because I still see him in the fucking parking lot. And, like, they're just walking around, and all the cops are, like, congregated. And I was like, so what the fuck's happening? Like, nothing. Like, they just, I guess they were, like, while I was inside, like, ten people were fighting in the parking lot. Jesus. But none of them, like, a lot, some of them left, but, like, the two main aggressors were still fucking there. Yeah. So I just waited for the cops to leave, and I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because I, I, you know, I, I would stand outside, and I was like, I just want to sing. I said, this is what Kevin Bacon must have felt like in Footloose. <laughs> All right? Like, I understand it now. So, <laughs> so did you get to sing at all? No! Oh, never got to sing. Like, the karaoke guy was playing, like, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. And he was like, oh. when the fight was going on, he started playing the Barney song, I Love You. So that was pretty fucking funny. It was a dickhead move, but it was also, like, super... Because, like, this shit doesn't fucking matter. Whatever you guys are arguing... And I was just looking at people around me, I was like... This is why you should smoke weed. Yeah. Like, no one high on weed's gonna get in a fight. Like, it's because they're fucking drunk assholes right. who can't handle their asshole. Can't handle yeah, their alcohol. Can't handle their assholes. <laughs> they can't handle their alcohol or their assholes. And they just, you know, it's just posturing. It's just, fuck you, fuck you. And then the dude punched him. And it was a weak left hand, went way too wide. I would have stepped inside it and just come up with a real quick little fucking uh, uppercut to the jaw. But I stayed out of it. Luckily for all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because so, they're super drunk, and, like, I wasn't drunk. And I feel like when you're super drunk in a fight, like, you have a little bit of advantage. Because yeah. you're just fucking... Shit doesn't hurt as bad. Right. You know, you're just like... Rawr! Like, the dude took a shirt off. Yeah. He was kind of a chubbier dude, like, a short, stocky guy. And he took a shirt off after he punched the dude. And it's just... It was a bad scene, man. It was a really, like, bummer of a scene. So the cops all finally leave, and you know how close Sixpence is to my house. Like, yeah. you pull out, and the very next left is, like, the road you go down yeah. to go to my house. So I'm like, all right, hopefully there's no cops around. Like, uh, I had my shot. I didn't even finish my drink, you know. But I was feeling a little bit of a buzz. I smoked a blunt on the way home from the comedy show. Mm-hmm. I had, like, a blunt and a joint in my car with me. And I pulled down Reed Street, and there's a cop pulling out. And I was like, I just stopped because I wanted because I saw those two guys out in the parking lot when I left, and they were like, "He's in there by themselves. We need to go in there right fucking now." And they're like, "Fuck that! Tell them to come to our house." And I was like, "I am leaving." So they were still trying to figure out a way. Like, yeah, like, to go back in there and fucking fuck shit up in sixpence. So I see the cop, and first off, he has like a lady in the passenger seat with him, who looks like he's on patrol with his girlfriend or wife. I don't know. That's I weird. don't think that's protocol. So like, I see him, and I'm like, "Hey, man, were you just at sixpence?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, well, I was too. And I was like, I had one shot, but I just lived right there. Like, I just total word vomited. I know. Why even say that? What is wrong with you? I don't know. So much. 
much. So I was like, and I was like, shit, can you smell the weed that I smoked a couple hours ago in the car, you know? But then I was like, hey, I was like, you just left sixpence? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, the two aggressors are in the parking lot talking about going back in. And he kind of gave me like a gym half gym face from Comfort. the office. And he's like, mm? like that. And he's like, well, I guess I can't really do anything unless they call. And I was like, seriously? I'm like, all right, I'm going home. But like, I'm thinking like, like I just told you that was the call. Like I'm telling you, they're outside the parking lot talking about going inside, finding that guy and fighting him again. And the cop was basically like, not my problem. Well, that is the law enforcement specialty. It's like, why, why, why even call the fucking cops? There's no point. Like that, they were. They seemed upset. They couldn't beat anybody up. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just couldn't believe that he had a girl in the front seat of his car. Like he's total in uniform, police, you know, cop car. He's not like an undercover car, and like he had his date with him. <laughs> so okay, so so he must have just drove around the my lot, my neighborhood to, to you know just to circle back around and go out by sixpence. I guess. So you were on your street. Yeah, I was pulling in, and I stopped because he was getting ready to pull out. Okay. So our windows were facing each other. So I stopped, and he actually reversed to talk to me. And then that split second, I was like, this could be one of the oh, wait, biggest... So, so he came back to talk to you? Yeah, he reversed because he saw that I stopped. Because instead of, like, driving all the way down the street, I just pulled in and I stopped. Oh. Like, as if to say, hey, officer, I'd like to have a word with you. Oh, so why would you do that? I know. I'm trying. so fucking stupid. I've had two shots. You're I had weed in my car. Right there. Yeah. You're I, right there. That's what I said. I was like, I just left the bar. I was like, I was just there to sing. Well, I had a shot. But I just live right there. <laughs> was, why are you the way you I know. Are. I shouldn't even, like, insert myself in things. But I, I felt bad for Amy. Because I, like, I didn't want those ass. And I'm. I gave me, but I wasn't about to fight those dudes just to keep <laughs> going inside sixpence, you know? <laughs> Would you? I'm just going to fight like a random drunk guy because they're wanting to fight somebody, but I also didn't want... Well, I mean, I probably would have hung out in the bar yeah, and made sure they didn't come back in and like, do anything to Amy. Yeah. I'm not going to go help the cop. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Gonna... Well, I just saw the cop and I was like, I'll just tell him. And this, he was just like, meh. Yeah, I would have just hung out in the bar to make sure, like... I was done with that fucking bar, man. It was like 12.30. I was like, this is just fucking stupid. I don't want to sing anymore. Or I might... And there was a guy bartender there, too, that was bigger than yeah. me. So, I mean, it's not like she was... I mean, I might tell them, like, hey, dumb fucks, just go home. Yeah. See, I don't want to talk to the drunk people at all, because yeah. they, they just look like they were ready to swing on anybody. Well. But, yeah, that was my exciting <laughs> night. I've been looking for a fight. I guess so. I, I thought you know I thought I was too, but <laughs> like I said, the guy with the milk fan that pulled up to me and made me take my earplugs out. You know, I, I just want to be mean to somebody. Yeah, but like, like yeah. that's not a threat to me. Like I want to be like, like if they want to come up to me and like if I was hit, I would definitely defend myself. But like I was like just trying to like keep myself back and just yeah, like I definitely wouldn't have got involved. Yeah, I don't know anybody, and so many dudes would get involved. They were like, it's not my. Like, it was just yelling. But and... I think I would have left myself in the situation. Uh huh. In case they could involve me. Yeah. Is like you would. Yeah. I think I would have like you would have easily been involved. I would have hung back just to be like, just let's see if they uh, make this my business. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just didn't want it to. I was just done with the night. Yeah, like well, it was twelve thirty at night, and I was just, but yeah, just I'm with you on the just going home part, but I cannot <laughs> abide by you stopping <laughs> to tell the cop that you've had a shot yeah. and you're just trying to. I want to go home. Just go home. Why don't you hop out of the car here? I'm like, oh no, no, I'm just going home. If you would have once again <laughs> got 
arrested because you were honest with the cop. We may have had to end this podcast. I uh, that's, I might that's fair. not be able to know you. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm glad you got home. Yeah. I, I'm sorry you didn't get to sing. I saw a guy get punched. You saw a guy get punched. Yeah, and everybody seemed all right. I haven't talked to Amy anymore. I'll probably never go back to Sixpence. Do you remember but... the first time you ever saw like one person punch another person? Like outside like of real. T- like, outside of like TV and the internet, that yeah. might have been like the first person. time. That oh, actually, really? I, that's what I was thinking last night. Like that might be the first time. Like outside, of, like I've been to like tough man contest, shit like that. Yeah, but, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not like, talking, like, athletic. like inside a bar, out of fight. Like I think that might have been like really. I'm sure I might have seen one like in school or something. Well, see, but th- even the fights in school, like never seemed like they would get to the point of fights. Oh, okay. So now see. The very first time I ever, like, and yeah, I had seen, like, uh, me and my cousins fight each other, so there was, like, those kind of, but, like, the very first time I ever saw two people trying to physically hurt each other, I guess would be, like, in a fight, was in junior high, and I turned the corner in the hallway, and there was a bunch of people surrounding these two dudes, one's name was Ben, I cannot remember the other kid's name now, but they both had each other, they both had a hold of each other's shirts, Uh And they were both just punching each other in the face oh. as hard as they possibly could. And the other kid, not named Ben, was, I mean, pouring blood from his face. Jesus. It was just like a great Muda mask of blood. <laughs> Junior high. Junior high. That's the first time. I, and I, I remember. I've lived a sheltered life. I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, that's like fucking nature. Like, that's like <laughs> yeah. just. The two deers, but like, heads. yeah, just raw, like animalistic shit. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, this that's it's stupid. Like fights are real. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so that's why, like, I've always it's always so funny to me, like, because I don't think people get hit, like, I don't think people get punched anymore. Yeah, like I got punched in the face in junior high. Uh huh. Like I know what it feels I like. I feel like if people, more people got punched, they wouldn't be saying some of the shit. They it's said. not fun getting punched in the face. It didn't look fun. The guy tried to play it off, but his yeah. face was red. I mean, and, like, all through wrestling, like, I have punched multiple human beings in the face. Uh-huh. Like, some for real because they were trying to legit fight me. Yeah. So, like, I have been in multiple fights. It is not a fun thing. Like, it is a... I watch a lot of fight videos on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. but... I... So, yeah, when you see that shit, it is like you're seeing a whole different side of human nature. Yeah. It's kind and, of fascinating. And, like, the dudes that were friends with the guy that was the puncher were, like, trying to get the guy. Mm-hmm. And then that guy had friends with him that were trying to keep everyone separated. And that's when everyone went outside. And it was just like, Jesus I'm usually Christ. the guy that tries to keep people separated. Yeah. Like, if there's two people that are starting to fight, that's cool. And, like, you know, it's, I mean, sucks for those guys who are going to wake up all fucked up. Yeah. And they're just fighting over nothing. Probably. Yeah. But, like, when other people try to get involved, I'm usually the one that's, like, trying to hold people back. Keep just, it one-on-one. Like, on just one. let those two guys do this yeah. shit. And that's why some people yell, just go outside and let them fight. Yeah. Like, all outside in the parking lot where there's cars everywhere and concrete. And, like, there's never a good place to fight. I mean, because, like, our buddy, I was at a party like a rock star, and I was, I didn't see this, but it was at Sixpence where he was apparently making jokes with some guy's girl, and the guy didn't like it and fucking punched him. And when he fell, he hit his head off the curb and, like, mm. had, like, I had to run out there, and, like, I saw the aftermath where he was, like, in and out of consciousness. And they're like, just keep him awake. And I was drunk as shit, so I was, like, flipping his ear and his nose to try to annoy him awake. <laughs> and it worked! He lived! But, like, that was my medical... 
Not bad. I, like, I, I bullied him in the staying alive. Is that why you want to be called Dr. Flip? <laughs> Dr. Flip Dr. Switches. Dr. Flip switches. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's, I, I don't know. I'm too big of a pothead where I'm like, man, why fight? Yeah, I mean, fighting's definitely not. I feel like I also, if I would have been in a night where I had taken four or five shots before I went to the bar, and I had a shot there, and was yeah. in another, I might have been right in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Thanks. Glad you made it home safe. Uh, Even though I talked to the cop. It's <laughs> like a fucking stop idiot. Stop doing as that. As soon as I started, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I heard your voice in my head. Like, you dumb fuck. <laughs> like, it's already bad enough that you're basically narking. Yeah. Like, I kind of get that you're doing it because, you know, like. Yeah, all six minutes feels like my home. I yeah, mean, so. Uh, it's always been my bar. I'm not a big fan of helping the cops in yeah. any way whatsoever. But well, I, he was right there. So it's not it. like I went and called the cops. Right. And, but he was right there. I was like, did you just leave six minutes? He's like, yep. And then he gave me the gym look. He's but like, to oh. needlessly tell. I just, I, I should have been like, I was just there to sing. But I was like, I had a shot, but I didn't go right there. Earlier today, I jerked off. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but all that weed smell? That's probably just these that's probably me in my car. I stole twenty bucks when I was fifteen <laughs> once. <laughs> what else do you need to know, officer? I can tell you everything. Right I, I've listened to "Fuck the Police" multiple times. <laughs> I sing the lyrics. I know them all. All right. Well, I think on that note, we need to get out of here. Bye. Don't tell the cops that you're drunk. <laughs> but tell them about <laughs> the show. Drinking. Tell them about the show, though. August 12th. Is that right? Yes. In Fairmont. In Fairmont. Uh, I, I mean, tell the cops about our podcast. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> tell the cops. That's that's the thing we should start telling cops about. Start calling 911. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Or do it. I don't care. All right. Bye. Bye.